Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Distraction Pieces. My name is Scroobius Pip. How are you all doing? It is a uh, a delight to have you all tuned in again. Um, how have you been? Obviously you can't answer that, because... Uh, or, or you can answer, but I just... I just can't hear you. But, um... I'm glad you've all tuned in. We've got a hell of a podcast for you today. Um, I'm joined by a genuine, uh, a living legend, pioneer, icon. I'm joined by by Goldie. I'm so pleased to have him on. Uh, we've been trying to organise this for a long while. And uh, we've gone back and forth. It hasn't worked. It has worked. But now it's timed out perfectly. Because um, on on last, uh, last Friday, on June 16th... Um, the Journeyman came out, which is his 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 real return, his first real kind of return after twenty years. It's it's seen as, and he was up for coming on and having a chat. Um, before I get into that, I should mention we are sponsored as ever by Speech Development Records. We released um, sw- swimwear, as I keep mentioning. A lot of you know it's been going down. Cr- crazy the sunglasses sold out in in just over a week we've just got the new stock of sunglasses in so when you're listening to this they should be available now at speech of records.com um they have the label slogan of we may not we may not be for you and that's fine so they should be at speech of records.com now if not they'll be up in the next couple of days so yeah on to goldie um if this is the first time you've listened i recommend you go and check out a load of previous episodes we've had people like Mike Skinner might be of interest or Roots Manoeuvre, um, Killer Mike, um, let me think who else, Kate Tempest, had loads of really good people um, so go and check check those guys out. Um, I'm saying I'm a lot. Also uh, I, I recently did a post requesting people to recommend f- female guests because being, you know, a male, I have a lot of male guests like in my circle and in my, uh, I have a higher percentage of males in my circle than female. So it's always good to get that injection um, of people you'd like to hear and people that might be good. And the response I got to that post was absolutely insane. So I'm now inundated with amazingly fascinating women. Um, I had one person get all annoyed because I've said numerous times I don't base booked on gender but it's good to have recommendations so uh, when i'm picking in general there's a wider mix than the you know the slightly male heavy list i already have and i had one person being like oh you say you don't don't pick on gender and then you ask for a load of girls and i kind of get his anger i i've said numerous times i get annoyed when people tweet me or request can we have more women on the podcast? Because that's a, a disrespectful a request, in my opinion. Request specific uh, women uh, you'd like on, so um, rather than just w- women in in general. But the reason I asked for that, I'm rambling on a bit now. But um, uh, when I had Josie Long on, she wonderfully explained that um, you know, whilst I don't pick based on gender, uh, the range of people in my 
mindset and vicinity in the entertainment industry and things like that is going to be weighted towards males. And she's quite right here because of the previous, the kind of history of 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 male favouring males in entertainment and things are like this. So it is good to consciously try and rebalance that. It's not it's not getting anyone in on a token level or anything like that, but it's good to consciously refocus that. I'm rambling and this is nonsense. Um I got to sit down with Goldie and the dude is an icon and a legend. Um you're gonna enjoy this one. It goes off on some tangents. It kind of felt like I was I was riding a wave. I kind of I jumped on my board. Um, I tried to stay afloat as long as I could. But yeah, he's an absolute dude. It goes off on some tangents, but some of the knowledge he drops is intense. The the way he describes his history and kind of his his future is fascinating. So I think you're going to enjoy this one. I'm going to stop rambling. Uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 156 of the Distraction Pieces with Goldie. Right, I'm recording, and um, oh, I'm going to bend this up a little bit more. Go on, bend angle it, it how you like. <clears throat> Said the vicar to the judge. Get that how preferred. Oh, let's go in. I got it. I got it. You got it. Yeah. I'm joined by Goldie. How you doing, man? I'm doing really well. I'm um, I'm having a really rather good Can you time. This, this is this is. I'm having a it? really really good time. Um, by uh, that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring this back up. Some mic adjustments. Hang yeah, on, let me get. I think we get an inch get it back in. in. Back in. There we go. That's going to be the it. one. How's that? Yeah. Um, Golden. I'm having the absolute time of my alchemic life. I guess if that's even a word. Yeah. I, I've just kind of. I had to go away in, in Asia, and me and my wife built this house there. From from we found the land and. Jumped through a lot of hoops. It was a very serendipitous process where we got this place. It was weird. It just happened. Oh, whereabouts is it? Is it quite out on its own? It's on its own. It's faces. It's the canopy of the jungle, up in the hills, got a sea to the the right. And I'm just going there and and thinking, I'm done with it all. I I kind of felt done with it all. The divorce killed me years ago. Mm. And I got back, I kind of got back on my feet, met my wife. Who's an amazing, amazing muse, first and foremost. Very unbelievable human being. And, um, she, you know, she was living in the shadow of this old house, which, you know, had gone through a really bad divorce and yeah, a lot of history. Bentleys and a lot of bad history and yeah. a lot of drug abuse. And the usual bullshit parody versions of me kind of ghosting around the place. Yeah. And I decided that, uh, you know, I broke my leg on one reality show too many, which was. Think all the games, right? Which was, you know, and it was the what I call, I still call to this day, the beautiful accident because I met my wife because of a cancelled gig, and ended up in Shanghai on crutches. Oh, really? Meeting my wife. Oh, that's amazing. And it was, and then she came back to to Shanghai. We met in Shanghai, and then she came back and hung out with me in Japan for two weeks on a bullet train of all places, and we just went around the country and listened to B sides of records. So it was really crazy because I hadn't, I, I, I'd, you know, pretty, pretty much fuck everything that moved at that point at that yeah. point in my life. You know what I mean? If it was, yeah, yeah. If it was a goldfish, I'd fuck everything that was moving. Attracted me <laughs> um, And of course, a lot of drug use and everything else. 
And I just decided, I actually started writing letters for like a year. I'd wrote letters. To yeah. It was it was my friend Fish, Lawrence Fishburne, sent me this rather beautiful uh, kind of cinematography by a guy called James Colburn or Colbold, and it's called Ashes Snow. You'd love it, right? Yeah, yeah. Cinematography at its best. Yeah. Three tiered, swirling dervish, leopards live with old people in Africa. You can't see if they're men or women. They're just so creased. They're just so ancient. Amazing. And an Indian family that live with elephants wow and he, he spoke about this thing and Fisher narrated it and he said you know I, I write these letters and he burns the letters and throws them into the into the river wow but he, you know the, apparently Colbert stayed there for like 15 years doing this project so I felt there was a time to write because I'm, I'm really weird in one I'm writing capitals and two I'm writing like graffiti fonts as you know we yeah. come from that kind of background yeah, of course. and I'm writing a lot of Japanese and Chinese paper I find yeah. a lot of good Japanese paper yeah and it's beautiful to, to write on yeah and it's like it's closely linked to skin yeah 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 and um, I then decided to to write letters and, and, and even on my, my, my wonderful muse Mika her name she didn't, she didn't write back that much because she didn't, she didn't like writing she was very very quiet and unassuming but it became a bit of therapy for me yeah over a long period of time because you know when she's you know the letters we get are bills or you know the thing that comes through the post is like, I want your money and I'm going to 100% 100% to actually write letters how are you uh, to, what are you doing what are you up to what What do you write then yeah the act of putting it on paper you and the act of it the act of feeling rather than just speaking because you can speak the feeling of what you write it has to have some worth there has to be a reason to write it rather than just I'm talking anyone just, on a night uh, out anyone, oh, yeah, yeah, can yeah, talk yeah, for yeah. hours and it's and it's the thing as well as, as you know I always remember when I always remember Clint Dyer who was a great theatre actor and he was mentored me for years when we did Everyone Loves Sunshine and yeah. Goff was just fucking straight to DVD what a fuck up that was you know Barry <laughs> ended up financing a lot of that film right um, Andrew Goff spunked it I think it was could have been a great movie the script was amazing but he just kind of spunked it a little right. bit but I always remember Clint you know I played the nemesis to him he, he said you know uh, you're going to go outside and here's the script you're going to go outside and go to the car and we're going to drive off okay yeah so I'm going to go outside and go to the car I'm going to get up in the morning and go outside the car yeah but when you get up, what's the weather look like? Yeah. What's on the floor? What's the door handle like? When you open the door, there's a breeze come on your face. As you go out that door and you walk in on the steps, what's the weather like outside? When you open the door to the street, is it cold, warm, is it raining? And your car, is it cold as you touch it? So you're setting that premise of what yeah. the whole thing is. It's the realness of writing the letter, the action of doing it. Yeah. It's loaded, isn't it? Yeah. It's loaded with the that kind of intention. And I think... The process of going through with it with anything now, what I seem to have realised is that no one ever told me that the Pandora's box would be that powerful. Right. Because you open it up and it's a, it's an unbelievable force to be reckoned with. So did you find that? Did, did you find that writing a letters made you look at where you were and who you were more than you maybe would have? Stop and look around. Because you're thinking, I need to to write what's going on. I need to write something wrote, here and make you more aware. Yeah, I wrote a monologue what was going on in my head. I'd yeah. be really far out in some stuff. Yeah. You know, I would I would go into childhood stories and stuff. Yeah. I would go into tell these mad stories. Once I was a kid, so it became this real... There's some classic stories that have just kind of made the book, really, which is a, 
the book I always wanted to write, as opposed to the one that were, the last chapter is about the ex-wife and you, you know, you're paying for her sins or your sins. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, less of the, less of the who I'm meeting along the way. Yeah. yeah More yeah. of the, you know, story of my horribly swollen penis. <laughs> and, and the red go karts and Jasper in the red go karts and great great monologues you know over chapters of of just my experience in this in the care system and who I saw and, and also being in the time machine I always felt I was in this time machine of you know samplers were in my time machine of going back and forth and having music to look at as my yeah. timeline yeah. of remembering things so yeah, I've just, I just writing all that stuff, and it's really allowed me to, to kind of have the discipline and the patience is more than anything. Yeah. To kind of go, don't use the same words twice, try and look at where you're going with this. Is there a get-back aspect to this letter? Where it's like jazz, you're presenting an idea in the beginning, and it comes back around. You know, yeah. It was a real therapy for me, man. Yeah. But then she just, when I went there after a year, I was going to have to get the shagging stuff out of the way, which I'd never, I'd never caught you, I'd never had courtship before. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I've not got the goods here, so, I'm, you know, it must be I'm the, like the Arab world, or, you know, whatever else. Again, it's a, a, a weird thing if you've lived a large part of your life as 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 Goldie, as as as, as a character or as a as a as figure a, that, that you've already got that you can, um, there is a shorthand almost, that if you're touring or whatever, you, yeah, you're meeting someone well, for all sex the time. or whatever else. It's bollocks. You know, yeah, I've done, done, been there, done it. Yeah. But the thing about that was... I felt I felt that the boy I'd forgotten about, the boy starts coming out. Yeah, and of course, don't talk to the boy. Keep the boy locked away. That was always the thing with me. Yeah, with you know, and I think this, the Hoffman taught me that. I did the Hoffman process about ten years ago now, and that, that right. changed my life completely. And what's the Hoffman process? Look it up. It's a real, it's a serious ten day intensity of of dealing with. The quadrant of, of your existence, like how I'm not one for cults. I'm not one for, you know. I went to Antigua to Eric Clapton's gaff. Please get my eighteen grand back because you know people sprinkling corn, you know, crack on their cornflakes. Yeah, I'm not that kind of guy. Yeah, and I'm also getting berated by you know religious people that I've got to cross the road when I see a pub. Sure, yeah. The modern world that dealt with the seventies and the eighties, all right, but I don't think that kind of that kind of step aspect of it works. For certain people in certain ways. Yeah. But I think the new generation with the vibration and how we are, I think that's synthetic, a synthetic set of kids from the 90s. Yeah. It's a diff trickier thing to handle. More going on. Yeah, I think. completely. And I think the Hoffman process kind of empties the box, but then it takes the box apart and finds out how, how the box was built. Right. How IKEA flat pack it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah how yeah, it was yeah. delivered. Yeah. Was, you know, the process beyond the design of the box. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because things were cumbersome in the 80s, and now we think, as a design point of view, fuck, why don't we think of that? It's pretty yeah. simple. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, how, yeah. Mon how mundane and stupid a guy looks with a, a mobile phone in the 80s carrying a fucking car battery looking like an absolute dick with a pair of high-waisted and a beeper. Yeah. High-waisted trousers and a beeper. He looks silly, doesn't he? So I kind of looked at the whole process of, of writing, and um, there are no full stops in my life at all. Yeah. Only full stop little bees when I leave this one to the next one, I guess, yeah, in whatever yeah. capacity. So I just kind of did that, which also kind of provoked the book and writing that stuff. And it was called, you know, it's based on Proust, All Things Remembered. Yeah. You know, which I think, which I find very fascinating. I kind of got that from Bukowski when I was young. You look, you look at stuff, and I was never a strong reader, but certain things I'd read, I'd go, I like that. Will you read it to me? Yeah. 
or, or I was given great books by people and people would give them to me. Yeah. I remember Fish giving me a book on prison poetry, which is kind of the origins wow. of rap in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, of from, course. From, you know, a bit, kind of, you know, in prison and how people would spit and do stuff. Yeah. And he recited it in Cannes one time. It's done of, done of, I'm thinking done of his society's gaff. Yeah. He's reciting his poetry in a room full of fucking trendy people and he's like, yeah. And he just went, I don't know, what the fuck is that? He says, his prison poetry, I'll send you the book. And it's amazing how much of that, um, the prison poetry and everything from kind of, of the last poets and Gil Scott Heron and stuff oh. like that was made as, it's made to be spoken and then it gets taken on potentially by a more pretentious world <laughs> and put into books. It's <laughs> like, yeah. well, well, this was never written poetry. It's a separate thing. And people say, oh, how do they compare? It's like, they're not trying to compare. They're not they're, trying to compare. It's, it's its own art form and its own culture. It's in its own culture. art form and the way that the raconteur... Yeah. You know, I, I learned that word recently. My life's backwards like a Hayoka, and if anyone you don't know, an Hayoka is a type of Indian tribe. They're kind of like, I guess the Chinese version of Drunken Master. They walk backwards through their life. Right. And I was always told that I was always walking backwards in my life by various shamanic people that I've met. Yeah. And uh, one girl called Laura, who's no longer with us, she's dead. She was a Detroit promoter for Techno Boys, look after Derek May, all those guys. She gave me this book on Hayoka. And they're foolish though, and they fall over and everything else, and crazy. And I always felt that was my life, because I've always tried to... It's like a film noir going backwards with all of the deja vu's going on, all of this past life shit. Yeah. Trying to trying to gain some kind of sensibility and all. Yeah. But getting to this point and realising, just let the fuck go. Yeah. It's about letting go, is what yeah. it really is about. Yeah, sure. So with the, the Hoffman and everything else, I kind of cut all the umbilical, which is the big thing. The big process, the mother and the father, because we always think we're not like them, we're exactly the same as them. Yeah. I'm afraid. Uh, whether we like it or not. Whether we the like it or not. The good and the bad. Including good and the bad. So I dealt with that. And then when mum died three years ago... Right. It was a massive point for me to change everything. Yeah. Because it just let, it freed me from this stuff. And then go on to make the album, The Journeyman, which was... It is my it is my magnus opus. And, I, and, I, and listen, do me a favour, don't go out there and buy it. I'm not here to sell you an album. Yeah. But in terms of me having to convulse the, the, the you know, it's like watching, watching that cat. Yeah. That final yeah. hairball. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I've had to let go, you know, I think we stir. And it's really interesting because it's finally the only time at 51 approaching 52 rapidly mm. that I have, I have something that's my own. Yeah. And it's the sound sick method. Yeah. Not in the dictionary, seances, but sound six not. Yeah. And it's the sound sick method. It's raising deities within an engineer and all these things I keep getting from the muse of the universe coming through to my head and channeling it in the right way. Right. The album's not mine. Yeah. I didn't make it. I just channeled it, that's all. It's not me making it. It's, 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 it's kind of when I, I, I heard that you were, were, were coming back with a new record it was it was hugely exciting for for two reasons number one it felt you're at a point where you're you will only be making a record because you choose to do you know what i mean it's totally. like you've left enough of a gap that no one's <laughs> telling you you've got to do this yeah. and number two s seeing i following you on social media and crossing paths every now and then but seeing how at peace you seem because of of yoga and all this kind of thing it it seemed like you are the most comfortable in yourself therefore if you're choosing to make a record it's because it's something that has to come it out of you rather than i know i can sell it i know there's demand oh i feel a bit out of the spotlight it felt like it's like yeah. you 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 seem to be at a point that the only reason for making a record is that it's a record that has to be made 
That's a really great way of looking at it. And, yeah. I, and I've not had anyone hit the nail on the head. I wanted to come here because I'm a great, huge admirer of what you've done for the yeah, arts. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as an alchemist, which you probably unbeknown to yourself, that's what you exactly are, <laughs> you know, um, and we, 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 we apply the alchemy with different variations, and when that yeah. Pandora's box opens, lots of good and bad comes out of it. Yeah, because it's, un- it's I feel I almost felt like the, you know, the Merlin's assistant, the old Mickey Mouse in the bucket for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, there's water everywhere. The half glass is spilling everywhere, mate. Come yeah. on, mate, get the water. It's flooding the place, and you know, and, and Merlin comes back with forgiveness and what have you. And I think that Merlin is, you know, realizing that, you know, I came head first to this world for a vagina. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is, you know, mother, you know, that whole aspect of the sign of life and every and every living component. Yeah, that sign is can't can't be fucked with that DNA. And you know, I realised that the muse of the universe is is kind of a feminine and male and a feminine, but mainly a feminine. So yeah, giving birth to everything. And I find, you know, the yoga's been the process, and and I'm realising even more now that after seven years of Bikram, I'm, I'm now, you know, like. 15 classes into Vinyasa with, and, I'm, and I've started with Gilchrist who's just an absolute fucking G man yeah I mean I get the whole thing with you know you're going to India and do stuff and he's been there done that and everything else but you know he, we sat with him and it's, it's kind of yoga brand yoga gangster which I really love the aspect of you know yeah it's yoga no one thought of the word Y-O-G-A-A-N-S-C-E-R yeah it's the kind of don't associate the words with gangster how can you do that uh, guys, um, my life's been a parody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you understand that whole aspect of, you know, James Cagney, go get it, Ma. Top of the world, Ma. Yeah. But I want to get it in the right way, so I'm using the positive energy by flipping over what gangster means. Hello, Preed with yoga. Hello. Yeah. Da-da. Sorry, don't go and see stand-up comedy because you won't get it. Yeah. You certainly won't. In that aspect of what your gangster is, we've got a lot of backing with that aspect of me. You know, you've got Ben Sears out of yeah. Yoga Lux, and you've got the guys from New York. You know, and and and, and uh, Gilchrist ain't no joke. He thought, I love this idea because you don't remember me, do you? And I what do you mean? He went, I sold pills in Blue Night every week. Damn. And he's a, he's, this is a guy that would get smashed every week. He said, the music saved me. Yeah. And then he starts going, Universe, Plumstead, you know, all of the raves you can think of that were any raves should be doing anything. Yeah. Solaris, Danny, you name it. Fantasia, bam. Tape packs, bam. Everything he knows. He was there. Yeah. In the fields. And then the club came and then Talvin Singh had the Monday night club in, in uh, Canada, remember? Right. And he would, like, he would go all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> burning like a comet. Yeah. On his way home on a, on, a, on a Monday night after the club, he'd jump over a wall, note to self, council has just done some construction work, and the, the landing pad is not there anymore. Fell 60 feet, broke his spine in four places. God damn. Found a vinyasa teacher in South London on his rehab, African woman. Yeah. Never looked back. Yeah. He's been teaching for 23 years with yoga. Amazing. Again, so, something that he's, 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 he's found by completely by accident but it turns out and it, again it's beautiful s- similar the accident. the the passion with which you seem to to take upon yogang or, or yoga and yogangster um it, it feels like the perfect substitute for those nights and days of pushing yourself 
to the limit in clubs and not necessarily in a good way whereas now it's pushing yourself to that limit and finding those same those same highs potentially and those same plateaus but there's in a, a in a positive way a positive. there's a blue residue yeah there is a blue residue with a lot of that stuff yeah and we wonder why people sometimes in those positions gravitate towards that kind of stuff yeah they come from that you know you're dabbling with the arts yeah and there's a there's a price to be paid for that sometimes we lose some people yeah and we gain some people and but we realize that we have to manage i have to manage my addiction yeah you know 36 years now you yeah. know what i mean i was 16 and i was 17 it was 17 in new york mm-hmm. so i was 35 but you know the, the yoga and the serotonin and the release and the, and the way of of getting yourself into a kind of a state if you like i always say to people you know if, if i take away fast forward 44 minutes and rewind 44 minutes if that was a drug for that one minute in the middle and you've and you had not to do this yoga to get to that point of how high it is yeah what would you pay for that gear yeah to get straight because, there because this is the thing most drugs that you do barring acid yeah you know i remember first doing cocaine is that um what's uh, what's what's supposed to uh, happen yeah i'm not gonna say who it is but somebody went yeah well nothing really you just end up talking like a super lawyer yeah you're a lawyer and you're a super lawyer yeah and you're gonna end up talking a lot of shit uh, let's start a business uh, let's start a business. <laughs> yeah let's start a business so and then you realize with the yoga listen it's not gonna happen overnight yeah if yoga was in the shelves and you could buy it in a can and it was equal incentive yeah the shelves, the shelves would be empty it's a beautiful thing because it's something that takes a discipline that is lost a lot in society these days and i was talking to this um, about this with uh sophia Batella, and there was i can't think who it was i think it was socrates back in the day if you studied under socrates you weren't allowed to ask a question for three years because you had to he felt that you weren't at a level that you were worthy of questioning yet for three years and the patience in that is something that's lost so a similar thing here of going right it's not just a pill you take and it happens it's something you develop and get to but it means it's all the more rewarding when you finally get there right it is but it's a thing where it's also getting you ready, like, you know, I think what the thing that clicked with Gilchrist for me, being a bit of a G, is that it's a yoga outside of the room. I have to work on being a better person, and I'm probably a better right. version of myself now. But I look at hydrogen, I look at water, I look at Tesla. Mm-hmm. You know, let's remember who killed the electric car, right? What a great documentary. Right. You know, that's a shocking documentary, in fact. When you think about it, it's late. It, yeah. Oh, have you not seen it? No. Who killed the electric car was when... Those big companies in America, not naming them, you'll yeah. see for yourself, took the electric car, made yeah. it, and they went, shit, this is a bad idea, we're going to lose out on the gas. Yeah. Let's destroy it. And a really famous actor, I'm not going to say who invented it, had kind of bought it, but the small print said that the company can take it back at any time. Right. They stacked them, thousands of them in Arizona, stacked them up. Oh, wow. We talk about conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. stacked them, took them, confiscated them back. Yeah. Big hoo-ha crushed them they crushed the electric car it's insane and now it's all about turn because they didn't want it it was a big thing in the government they really some big texan went no 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 we need to kill this car because it's electric yeah. it's dangerous for us dangerous so i look at that now and i think well yeah electricity it's great that thing how we're charged with water yeah and electric we have an electric motor and we're charged with water. Yeah. So I'm kind of going back to the basic principles of that. And 
the, just the whole process of writing, you know, was was charging a clarity this time. Yeah, yeah. And and a, and a lot of a, a real design, layers and layers and layers, to the point where there's three CDs and the last one is just instrumentals. Where once the voice is removed and I bring up the chord arrangements, can they hear the skin layer between the onion skin? The thin membrane layer starts to get heard. Yeah. So it's kind of it was more it's more di- it's a di- it's direct it's my first it's my directorial debut. It and uh, again it, it it feels like from everything you've said here and what we were discussing before we started rolling even that it's a record that has taken you these twenty years or whatever to get to and Couldn't have it, done it, before. it feels to me like things like when you were suddenly um, given a, or the opportunity to work with an orchestra to do timeless and and then suddenly start going all oh, right hang on we can make these greater arrangements and these things that I may be made subconsciously in my bedroom back in the day, yeah. there's something greater at work here and this can be a bigger and grander thing. And it feels like the, the realisation of all of that then gives you the confidence to go, well, there was there was more at hand in the first place than me. I didn't realise it at the time. At the time, I thought, you probably thought, shit, I'm shit. An, I've just innovated a whole, a yeah. whole thing here. A look at me. But then breaking it up that. and working with orchestras and stuff going wow there was more there than even I, I knew myself that's therefore bang on the it bang opens you up on the money. that's bang on the money and the reason why that's bang <laughs> on the money is because the subconscious is very powerful hugely and we're tapping into it in different ways but I was at, before I left it was, it was weird because I'd had this I'd already had this studio that became like a bit of a shrine that I'd never really used. I've done like eight studio albums in between. They never really were what they were supposed to be. Yeah. And of course, I'm, I'm nurturing the label, which I've been nurturing for 20 years. I'm bringing all the other kids through and everything else. And 100%. And then I just, I kind of, sh- I packed everything up. I was never going to come back to this place. Yeah. I packed it up and went. I gave all my shit away. I mean, literally, it was 18 months before I opened any crates. Wow. And went, what? Why did I, sh- why did I ship this shit here? Why the fuck did you ship all this rubbish here? Yeah. You don't even need it. So I gave all the stuff to the Burmese camps. Wow. All my... A lot of fucking Burmese walking around some serious vintage things at the minute. <laughs> I bet, man. I, mean, I kept some my, I kept my cream. Yeah. I kept the cream, but a lot of it. Yeah. And then I just... We built this place, and in the heart of the house, I've got this, this railway sleepers on the floor, which is really beautiful. And it's a root of a tree, a really big tree that had been there for 200 years, which came down last year. And weirdly enough, I wrote a letter to this tree. And that's a true story. I wrote a letter to... I found the land. Couldn't believe I'd found this place. The guy that found it is now dead. He's, he was a heroin overdose. It was crazy. Right. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was all collapsed. It was never going to happen. I'd found this other place and it fell through. And then somebody says, but you do realise through those trees there's a clearing and another guy's there who's a big fan of yours. I'm like, nah. An Australian guy that it's a big day out. Can you believe oh, wow. that? So... I'd actually went there in the evening at sundown and wrote a letter to this tree and put it inside the tree. Came back to England, and the last bit of my kind of divorce and all this other stuff had happened. You know, all these bits and pieces had happened, and I had to sell a house very quickly. Yeah. And it was... I had, like, two weeks to go. Wow. And I begged, borrowed, and stole, and one of my friends, Gary, from Adidas, really helped me out. Yeah, he helped yeah, me yeah, out. He yeah. said, look, man, I'm going to help you out here. And uh, and my sister Gussie's daughter, Gus Cole's daughter, and um, and um, I managed to secure it. And then we built this place. It's a fucking five year plan. Damn. Three three years to build. Two and a half years to build. 
and the and we and this all of a sudden a phone call comes from nowhere and it's a guy called David Church and he goes I've got to get his voice his voice is funny yeah Goldie I I, I hear you going to Thailand and I want to build your studio because I've done 600 studios 670 studios since I first built your studio and I got a lot of work on the back of that so I want to come to Thailand and I went well, what do you want he went I want nothing I've not had a holiday for a long time if you buy the materials I will go. So Amazing. I booked a flight for him. Amazing. My mate called Ryan, who's from Blackburn, who lives yeah. around the corner, who's a, the biggest Metalheads fan ever. Brilliant, yeah. Lives 200 metres from me, yeah. unbeknown to me. Insane. And actually now manages my house on the way and, and then picks the guy at the airport, goes and gets all the stuff, and he stays and builds his studio. So I arrive in Thailand to this finished house, go downstairs, and it's a studio, yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Which I put the picture on the album cover, which is quite funny. Yeah, um, and um, and just went. It was all. It was already in my subconscious to go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make another album because I'd always felt that Thomas was never really surpassed. Right from the drum and bass scene, anyway. Yeah, yeah completely. I felt it was. And it's you know it was it's a kind of aptly named. It's aptly named, man. But it, I just felt it. I wasn't surpassed. And I yeah. think if anyone was going to do that, or the audacity. To even put it on the level or par, you know, get on par with that, yeah. not par it off, but get on par with it. Which yeah. Was sort of that, and I think you know, had, you know, Thomas is and Thomas feels feels like a really beautiful red skin girl who was young and exuberant, but she became jaded. Mm-hmm. She became black under the eyes. She became a drug addict, and she started sleeping out on the street. And she had a pram that had a beautiful child in it, which was drum and bass. Yeah, but it became a remedial in a fucking wheelchair yeah yeah and I thought hang on a minute I've seen that child walk before this is a lot of bollocks yeah and I, and I think that the big brother came along and just shook the girl and said look just go and have a fucking bath yeah. soak it off just slap that kid in a pram get him out of the fucking wheelchair I've seen you walk go to fuck home take your ball go and fucking fix up and then come back to me because you're a young aspiring young man you're not a fucking remedial yeah and I feel that the, like any genre I feel that it's been chastised and copped out by gentrification yeah as always with anything so has it taken you some time to see uh, the beauty that was spawned there again it's always easy to notice the negativity of things that come I always knew the beauty was there but I always felt like I was the only one in the gang fucking getting shot to pieces right yeah I feel (laughs) Ronnie helped me out with Brown Paper Bag it's a fucking good album and I think Groove Rider's album was underrated yeah it was just, and I think for the amount of for, for something like Graffiti which has inspired the world in font and everything to do with anyone wearing a baseball cap and fucking yeah. sneakers. 100%. At its centre of wild style, it is still misunderstood. Yeah. But give me a bubble letter and put on a T-shirt and write Banksy on it and we're sorted. We're okay, we're good. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. We can sell yeah. it now. We can yeah. sell it. We can make it something else. Yeah. No disrespect to Robert, I think he's a brilliant art. I think he's flipped it the world of art over. Yeah, completely. But I think what... The irony in that... If jazz, as a genre do the same thing as what drum and bass has done with music. There'd be 236,000 Kenny G's and one really angry Miles Davis. Yeah. Because you have the greats with jazz. You have Sonny Rollins, Miles Davis. You have all these greats. Yeah. All great, solid oaks. Solid, solid oaks. Drum and bass, let's just give it to the kids. Yeah, it's, it's, it feels like it's when something becomes so... <laughs> 
or becomes taken out of somewhere where it is about the art and the route, and it just becomes a thing. It becomes a, a label. I used to do a lot of, of, of stenciling, and the day I stopped was the day I went to one of my pieces and someone had written, fuck Banksy. <laughs> and I was like, right, now stenciling is just Banksy. Because he got yeah. so big, and rightfully so, because yeah, some yeah. of his pieces were iconic, but yeah. because of that, I was like, I've no interest in doing this anymore, because yeah. now it's just, it's not stencil art anymore, yeah. it's just Banksy. It's yeah. what everyone yeah. feels like it's ripping off and doing the same yeah. thing, and it, it becomes this mass-marketed thing. And so it, it can be similar in every art form. Graffiti is the perfect example that someone there will be a marketing exec that goes, oh, we could do with a graffiti thing for this. It's yeah. like, well, you know, graffiti is like saying we could do with some music. You know, graffiti yeah. is so broad and <laughs> wide and, and different, but it becomes just a thing that's added, yeah. a product, a, also, a label. I also think that, you know, I'm part of Taz. I've been part of Taz, they put me under the wing, in, you know, for 30 years deep. Right. And Taz crew just got given, a, you know, the key to New York City. And they were, think about what it's been through and the Bronx is on fire. Yeah. That's the thing, I think, I think, I think drum and bass. I, think it's, uh, I kind of wanted to remind people, yeah. Because even though the album is sixteen tracks, there's nine drum and bass records, yeah. And there's seven D and B, and there's seven muso excursions, yeah. But you're so not going to call it a drum and bass album because yeah. it's completely like it's like this. I show you where the radio, and I'm going to hold your hands out and show you the sleight of hand magic. No one's going to see yeah. this. Yeah, I'm just going to push. And that's what we did. Here. I did. Thomas did the same thing. Yeah, because it was presented, and it was like a new genre. Yeah. It's like, but seven eight of those tracks had been previously done yeah five years earlier right chemistry yeah, yeah. fury was part of the one-on-one series of it would be i just re put it packaged it. it was like here's what it is this album was all new work thomas is brilliant and i get it i understand it you know but you guys have to understand cut me some slack i'm the artist i know yeah you know, it's like the purse fight, isn't it? Did you it? know at the time, or was it something time, that was kind of, oh, I've, I've got to put together some bits from the past? Like, know. was it a complete no, no, vision at the time? Totally. I knew Thomas was really going to be Thomas. I knew it already. It's yeah. an outline, it's graph. I'm an out, an out, I'm a graph. I'm a, yeah. I'm a writer. I knew that was going to be outline. Yeah. We do one long piece, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that, and it's going to be three sections. And you see, life, pressure and jar. Yeah. Because I got that from the sound system. Da 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 Cool. Sensual. Okay, Hayes. Beverly Knight. Beverly Hill. Beverly Mays. Cool. Bam. Okay, got that. Yeah. Ah, uh, the beginning. Uh, I love my MTV. Mark Knopfler. People will never ever put that together. Yeah. I love my MTV. Ah, uh, sensual. That's where it came from, Amazing. directly. Yeah, so people yeah, yeah. understand the archetypes of the weaving of whatever. Yeah. The difference with this is that that was 10 years of adolescence. Yeah. This is a bad. Coming back with Randall in a night time. Right. Coming back through the city and this is so fucking bad. Yeah. This is the bad. This is the fucking dark night. This is the bad. Yeah. But the journey man is 35 years of musical fucking heritage and history. It's yeah. a big difference. Yeah. You know, because I've got Mad Mike in my vision here. And I said to Mike, yo, Mike, man. Mike said, you got to work with this guy, man. We're, we're in Outlook Festival. you got to work with this kid, John Dixon. Got rained out four years ago. They couldn't play. Undergraduates just turned right. up. They couldn't fucking play. In the, in the airport, minibus were going back. And this guy's like, you got, like, you got to work with this kid. Your phone's my interrupted. Web, look at this. My web search turned something up for history of Mike Mike. You're now, man, got to work, please. Gave me and got to work. X rained out for you. Have a look. 
That is a random message. That's technology. That's your phone just jumping in going, hey, I think I can help you here. That's, yeah, that's kind of like what, you know, when you spill the milk in that thing, you get Pastor Louis Pasta. Hello? We have a computer version. This shit speaks to me all the time. I always do this sometimes. I go, Siri, can you give me a blowjob? Siri, can you give me a blowjob? I'm doing my best. See? He tries to help. At least he's trying. At least he's, he's putting... So the yeah, process of that, um, I'm going to try to push, I can't come at it apart from being, one, the soundsick method. Yeah. In this particular aspect. And two, the concertina effect, which right. is, my approach to music, because I don't engineer and refuse to engineer, is that I've always looked over the shoulder of some other guy when this shit was going vertically in black and white. Yeah. It's called Creator. Mark and Digo, my two Miyagis, if you like. From Dolly Seals, so I refused to do that because of a fear of. I was to retain technical information and lose it very quickly. Dissipates. Yeah. I can't remember. Right. I can't. I just cannot have the capacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in a constant of stuff, but I remember my auntie's cooking, the smell of the cake, right? Or pussy into my fingernails the first time I fingered Angela Horner. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, I have yeah. a different setup. Which is kind of based on prowess, I guess, in that yeah. sense of what that is. Yeah. And realising that's the human aspect. And I think... So I just kind of set it upright. I knew that the studio was built. Getting yep. back to the point. I felt that the album had been surpassed. And I felt, are you ready for your Magnus Opus? And I asked the universe. And she says, yeah, I'll give you as much fanny as you like. And download as much orgasmic aspects you want. Just be clear and be a good boy and don't fuck around and just be, just be clear with the art. Because yeah. you've had this chance before and you fucked it up. Because you yeah. know, you, mother was a difficult period for me. Mother's still the tragic opera in my life and it always right. will be. It's a beautiful tragic opera though. Mm-hmm. I mean, mother's tragic. You know, it's a tragic piece, yeah. but still the most powerful piece I've ever made. An hour-long classicist impressionism, orchestral, and drum and bass. And maybe people always say to me, "Well, what's what's the drum best about this? Like it's an hour and it's an hour long." Well, if you zoom in, you fuckface, into three minutes in the middle of 48 minutes, thereabouts, yeah. you'll hear a John Bass record that runs for five minutes. If you like to edit, you've got a computer, you can edit, right? You mm-hmm. can edit, can't you? <laughs> Go ahead, knock yourself out. So when people say to me, I had one, one, one scumbag of a, a guy that said to me last week, and he's going to me, um, this album, Jen, why so long? It's called fucking Spotify, you knob. If you want Spotify, just do Spotify. Yeah. If you want to fast forward... Yeah. Cool, fast forward. Why would you? Why would you ask me why it's so long? Uh, you don't uh, go to a novel that. artist who writes novels after, you know, writing mundane articles in a magazine. He's just now written a novel and go, why so long? It's 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 one of those weird things of when you're 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 someone who is so attached to a genre and and to launching a genre is they're they're then l- 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 looking at you as drum and bass rather than at your body of work. You've always made huge, epic tracks, long stuff, all, all over the place, whereas they think, well, Goldie, yeah. he made drum and bass, right? He's the pioneer of drum and bass. Or what's going on here? It's like, well... Yeah, you get that. Every record's had, had that, right? Had You've that always done thing. that. You've always gone gone big. I think I felt that, that, that this was loaded in so many ways that we spoke about the escalator. If any of you have been following this, because I don't actually know how to follow myself sometimes. <laughs> no full stops. We spoke about the escalator in Barcelona airports because they've got a lot of them. Yeah. And in uh, Shibnall as well. They're, you know, flat escalators where you walk on and if it's not working, you really feel fucked. I think we were talking about that 
before we started recording, just so yeah. just so, so you know, you so don't I'll know, fill in on that. It's a little bit like the, the the way that I look at this album and the way that you process it as a long player. Mm-hmm. Thirty five years of influence in my life is going to have to be quite, quite a big project. Yeah. So I've had to load everything up in the subconscious and rely on the the deities, if you like, of raising the deities in very clear water. Me being a salmon swimming upstream all of the time yeah. against the water, realising once I got to this plateau that was quite still, I'm thinking, well, hang on a minute, it's a bit too comfortable for me, which is the yoga, which is like, hang on a minute, I'm all right here. I'm, you know what I mean? If I want to jump back down a few streams and get in the kind of torrent, if you like, I can. Yeah. yeah. But you've got to know when to understand the stillness a little bit. The yoga... F- Forces you to acknowledge that you're right, not just keep going in no, case something happens. Just, so, no, you've got to ex- ex- just take in everything for this moment. Take it it's in. Fine. It's fine. Appreciate this, and then you can keep going if you want. But if you're going because you're time, choosing to go. But I also realising on a daily basis, man, and I really mean this. Yeah. That sometimes just before I go to sleep, I think I'm going to pass. I'm not going to be here. Right. This this cell, it's like fucking gone. Mm-hmm. And when I wake up, I'm like, shit, this is the first day of the last day of my life. It's the first day of the rest of my life now. Yeah. You know, this is it. And I, I really kind of value that a lot. And I spoke to Rapunchi about it because it was fucking driving me mad for a fucking long time. Yeah. And he said, I think it's because you have a fear of not dying. You have, you have a fear that you've not done enough in life. Right. That's usually. And I feel that I haven't. I, I don't feel I've done anything... I feel like the gra- greatness is Da Vinci. Greatness is Miles. Mm-hmm. Greatness is like, you know, a person that that composed for orchestra that couldn't afford an orchestra to play it, but in his mind's eye has created an unfucking believable piece of tapestry. Yeah, we've got buttons to press, and we're giving ourselves the biggest fucking cockwank, thinking that we're special. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. like. So I think. I'm only trying to do the best work I can do, or the being the within being the best best possible version of myself. Yeah. By thinking, if it's just about pushing buttons and me manipulating in the seancic method, the engineer, namely James Davison, who's one of my artists on the label from Ulterior yeah. Motive, who's fucking absolutely insane. Yeah. You wouldn't look. You wouldn't be passing me in the street with a pair of glasses on. He's like a kind of really good-looking Carl Pilkington. Yeah. <laughs> he really is. Sorry, James. Yeah. But, you know, it's, we're going to do this project. We're going to start with Prism. Why Prism? Well, Prism's because, you know, it's kind of the origami of my mind. It starts as a, you know, it starts as an opaque kind of folded piece of paper that opens up and it gets more prosthetic, hexagonal, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The size can become abstract and it goes outside my head and we expand it in the concertina and we expand it and we expand it and we expand it and then it's the universe. Yeah. How do you do that in a record? Well... I'm going to give you this program that I think is really good that I've used many, many years ago that no one seems to know about and I'm going to play around with this idea of expanding and moving sound in such a way. Yeah. Which is prism, you know, because all of this light's coming in and it's all coming out. That's yeah. what graffiti wise learned very early on. Yeah, yeah. Here's yeah, an outline. Yeah. Now we take me colour. Yeah, yeah. So I've kind of used this prismatic idea of just asking for the light at the right moment. Yeah. Before it burns me, <laughs> yeah, 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 I mean? yeah, yeah. And I kind of use that technique throughout the whole process, but starting with prison, which is really weird. Yeah, which is you know, I, I think it's going to be weird. You listening to this backwards, which is good. No, I, yeah, I no like one's it. done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and just enjoying it. Yeah. Because it was it was five years of an idea. It's kind of moving around. Yeah. And it's two years in a black book. Oh, the sketches. Okay, so that's gonna. So I need that track's gonna do that. 
Okay, back to the point. Mad Mike, where was I? I didn't finish it. Mad Mike Van, work with this guy. Yeah. I play him Latin skin, I play him some of the bass, and he's like, oh my God, it sounds like Matheny. I'm like, did, did you just say Matheny? Because I don't know any black guy that likes Matheny like I like Matheny. He taught me everything I know about arrangement. He's like, oh my God, I'm his biggest fan. I'm like, well, okay, we're going to do this. So he's about like 12 demos, three of them. Blew my mind. One was a 48 minute piano improv. Yeah. 48 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, stop. Eight bars there, take that. 16 bars there, 32 there, two there. I'll take these ones at the beginning. I'll have those. So I just photographed everything and placed it in an arrangement window. And uh, I said to this guy, I'm like, you know, I'm chopping this fucking piano to me. He's like, have you not got the fucking MIDI? Because I just played it. Mm. I could hear he just played his heart out in his room. Yeah. He was in a room just playing his heart out. It's, it's the beauty of playing for that long, but then also aware that he's just creating snapshots. Snapshots, It's, it's not going to be a 48-minute thing. It's going to be a tiny bit here, this a tiny bit This is the beauty of it. Because he didn't know, unbeknownst, he did this like eight years ago. Yeah. He was in a room on the top of his A-game. Do you know what he was doing? Yeah. Just playing. Yeah. My job has always been as a director, man. Just to photograph the art. Yeah. I'm just, you know, it's, I, remember, I remember Noel saying it on Temper Temper. It's like, I'm saying to Rob, Rob, just fucking press record, man, because he's, he's, he's just rehearsing. Mate, note to self, when a fucking musician starts rehearsing, that's when you need to be fucking Just get recording. going, yeah, man. So anyway, he, you know, Noel did his ridiculous take and he didn't fucking get it. I'm like, mate, you need to fucking, that's what you need to, anyway, he, he plays his piece. It's, it's, I've got this piece now in my head already. One particular, two particular notes just make me just go up that hill. Up that hill. Okay, that's what it's going to be. Okay, it's just going to be up that hill. All right? Yeah, we built a house on a hill. I live on a hill. We yeah. live on a hill. Up that hill. But you got to go down again. You're going to go back up again. Okay, but you got to... What, what have you been doing now? Well, oh, God, all these shades and hues. So all of... Yeah, all of life shades. All of shades. All of life shades and meadows. What kind of man am I? Yeah, all of life shades and meadows, meadows, meadows. What kind of man am I? The man the hill made. Bingo. We're off. We're off to the races. Okay, okay. So melodically, I can hear the piano. And the piano goes. And I've got this section of the piano in the middle, which seems like time travel time. Right. This piece of the piano is now going to... Now, how you... You know, how do we make a three-hour David Lean film? How do we move, bring it down? Yeah. How can we do what Ridley does? Eh? Well, you don't want narration because it's really shitty. So let the music give you time. Yeah. Give you an essence of time. Yeah. Going through it. And there's a beautiful piece on the end of it. It's just very, very beautiful. And lyrically, I've just been writing so much. It's, this is a kid called Tyler Daly from Manchester. Right. Who's a fucking genius. Yeah. Part of Children of Zeus. Him and a guy called Connie. Young Stevie. Please. Prince, please. I mean, his kid's voice, man. Really? Well, on one of the records, it was really funny. I played it to a friend of mine, which is a love song duet. With a girl from Australia, Sydney, called Naomi Pryor, and Tyler from Manchester, because I always wanted to do the cassette tape that had the love song that was repeated, that you get, you you get, you get away with some bird in your flat, you know, when your people's gone out for the first time, yeah, pussy yeah, time yeah, for yeah, the yeah. first time, yeah, and it's that kind of, you know, for me it was Sade. yeah, do you know what I mean? We all, she's responsible, yeah, 
for so many babies. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to reproduce a duet, you know, which is kind of like Alexander O'Neill, Shirelle. You know, how do you put it? you like a slow jam, though, because I love slow jams. So to descri- describe that, Eddie, I'm going to interview, I'll call you back. To describe, if you say uh, graffiti, all these colours, pink, green, fuchsia, uh, that, all that, all that, on that one piece, car crash, right? Yeah. Graffiti advice don't think like that. So, love song, duet, girl, guy, never met, love song, uh, on a slow jam record, on a Goldie album, that's going to sound really bad. Yeah. Tearful, exuberant, beautiful piece. And it's very personal because he's lyrically, you know, from Tokyo to Guangzhou, we smoothed it out and then some. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's about what those what those records were about. But going back yeah. to the point, all of that with Run, 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 being four to minute improv to five and a half minutes, Yeah. I then spent three months writing the song. Yeah. Because I knew that it would be the end piece, but it was also going to be the epilogue. But it will also be where I'm at. But it will also be the theatre. Because the album is like cinematography. Yeah. And you get 15 tracks. And because of, for me, the, the, the thing of, how can you just got to be relentless? Track one, track two, track three. Now, this is where it all falls apart. But let's make track four, five, and six really strong. So when track seven comes along, it's even stronger. To track eight, which tops track seven, to track nine, which is like, it's got to fucking explode! You know, and then when you put so when it gets to eight, you think, "Fucking, that's all done. That's it. There's no way. He's, he's got nowhere to go here." Yeah, we've got him in a corner. He's fucked. First four tracks on CD two. Then we change him. So Mad Mike, we keep getting back to Mad Mike. Yeah. I always wanted to do a, techno, a drum bass record to turn into a techno record. So I decided, well, I've got a twenty-one minute version. But if you make it twenty-one minutes, they're only going to compare it to Timeless. Yeah. It's not. So let me do an eighteen and a half minute version. Yeah bit thinner and let me use ask my mic can I use high tech jazz in the middle please it'd be an honour he said so I took high tech jazz which is one of the greatest techno records of all time yeah I've never made a techno record so I thought here's the time to do it so I got John Dixon playing keys on the drum bass part which makes it very very kind of sun raw. yeah and then I I kind of have this aspect of fucking with people's minds in time so it's 172 which turns into 127 where does it turn into 127? Work it out. You're not going to work it out. It's clever. Yeah. So it turns into a techno record, which so it goes through three th- movements of vocal as well. You get the intro soul, then you get Chicago has, then you get church. Yeah. And then you get jazz at the end. Yeah. So I kind of really designed it all. But going back to the point when Mike's, you know, working with, with John Dixon. Yeah. One run one in particular. I then say to Tyler, I kept recording all of the vocals and sending him a line at a time. He said, Gee, man, I'm confused. I don't know where yours. Where's it all going, man? I'm like, Don't worry about that. This is theatre. Because you know, sometimes in theatre, the theatre, we're opening next week and the script's the end of the theatre's not even finished yeah, yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's always the okay. case. Yeah, yeah. So I, I basically finished it and then, and then I knew it was going to come because I trusted. You know, Mother Earth. I've trusted it. Yeah. Lo and behold, a week later, all of the lines all cut. Ah. Oh. I did one take, and it's called Wow, 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 on an email sent. It was one take from bar zero to the end, and he went, yeah. I get it. It's theatre. 
It's a story of your life. Yeah, yeah. Which was the kind of very naked piece. It's a very, very naked. Right at the very, very end. Right. Let's move all the fucking effects and everything else away. Let's have a guy with a piano and a string. Yeah. Bearing his fucking soul. It, it feels like throughout this, there seems to be a theme of stuff that, if you write it down, or again, it's a film, you go into a meeting and you pitch it, what are you talking about? Just let me go and do it. You go and do it, and then present it and go, here it is. And it feels like, um, number one, you need to get to the point that you are in your life and career for people to allow you to just, or to to be able to be in a position to just go away and just go, look, just trust me. It'll work. But also, you need to be in a place within yourself to trust yourself on that. To go, this is going somewhere. This is going to make sense in the end, rather than fuck, I'm going to spend years and years and then it's going to turn out that uh, I was just... I was it, was never, it was never... Yeah, well, it, was, it was because of the aspects of pre-Hoffman. It was, yeah. it was always sabotage. Yeah. When I got to the very top of everything, you know, I was doing Mother and Tom and Donna's go, you know, basically go fuck yourself. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing yeah. your album. Come to LA, I'm going to fly you in and we're going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm doing not Mother. Doing yeah. I'm halfway through it. I'm not doing it. I got crucified for Mother. Yeah. But that's just that thing in my ear whispering going, you've got to do this, is the yeah. you have to do this and of course when she died on a plate to her in the chapel of rest then it all made sense to me right it served wow. a purpose that's massive yeah it served a purpose with my mother in that room because yeah. it wasn't her in that room it was a carcass that was marble with skin stretched over it to be presentable to the family yeah she was no longer there yeah but I played an hour long piece in that room and cried like I've never cried before and finally freed myself from that thing so it's oh. it's it's again that's that's a beautiful thing because it's it's one thing to create and create and and create but as soon as you've got a name or an audience there's going to be an assumption on your part and the part of others that what you're creating is for them is for this purpose is for that purpose it's not at all. when I'm totally it's self-indulgence not, yeah i'm totally selfish with all of this and again it's you may not have realized until that point no, man, what the exact no, purpose I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be was really honest, for mother I, i've thrown stones at people about this shit i yeah. don't give a fuck i really do not give a fuck yeah and with your fucking criticism and all the bollocks you know one person says i says something i'll be down the office usually yeah i'll be in the office i'll root them out and i'll find them yeah i'll pull them out of the office i've done it before I've done it. yeah I don't really care anymore. Yeah. Because most of the people that do that, one, have a day job, mm-hmm. don't really get out much, live yeah. safely in the confines of a computer. And they've never really been on a, a, a demonstration march when the police strangled a mate of yours yeah. in the cold of winter. Yeah. They've never really seen the, uh, an estate on fire. They've never really seen your mum fucking to get your food. Yeah. So I don't want to hear it. Yeah. You know, they ain't got time for it. What I do realise is that, you know, I lost a dear friend Marcus Intellects last week. 46, man. Wow. In the bath, dead. Damn, that's terrible. Plaque on the arteries. The legacy, what he's left behind in the music, yeah. is fucking scary. Yeah. And I'm like, that's just what the purpose is, right? Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear about Man Enough Remix 1746. All my own music to be conducted. Yeah. All my own used to be the blueprints of, of what the 90s were into the noughties. Yeah. Because I have enough of it. And I just feel that this project, it has been a great film. Mm. And it's like I can see the credits rolling and I'm like, thank you. I've done it. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that I've never, I'll never do another album like this ever again. I was going to say, is, is that what this feels like? Does this, this feel like the, 
the end scene of of, of, of the, everything that it's the, totally that has the end. The it's totally the end scene. And now I'm going to direct the movie timeless I always said I was going to do. Yeah. Because I kept barking about it, but with very little bite. Yeah. For good reason. Yeah. I wasn't ready. I'm glad that I never, you know, if I would have gone to America and done Madonna's album, I'd have, I'm in an hotel room like Spectre, mate, with a fucking kneeling me arm. Yeah. I would have shot that fucker in the head. I know what would have happened. Yeah. Because I was just too weak. Yeah. I couldn't conceptualise my own music, but I'm fucking with alchemy, man. Mm. Alchemy burns, man. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, it's, it's a, all that energy. I think now he's realising that, you know, there is that aspect of it. And I think doing this piece of work, I just feel such peace because, you know, the qigong in the morning. Yeah. You know, go to yoga, come back, talk about the book and the film. You know, talk about, just go off on one. Like, like I'm lying in a boat, in the bottom of my house, in the bottom of the house, right? So yeah. we're, we're in the bottom of our house and there's railway sleepers and there's like a boat, like a tie boat with cushions mm -hmm. made into a sofa. And I yeah. lie down, looking at the root of a tree. And I'm just talking to uh, the fucking rocking chair next to me that's empty. Yeah. It's recording, lying down like I'm a fucking having therapy. Yeah. I mean, hey, Lee Scratch, I get it. We can put stuff on top of your head. Yeah. That's my own fucking way of dealing with it. And I love it. Yeah. And I don't care if I'm mad as a box of fucking frogs with it because it gets me the belief system that I need. Yeah. It's a fuck if it's not real. And uh, uh, does it feel like it's been a, a path or a journey of gradual realisation as well? Because it, it feels like you've always been someone who's very headstrong, who wants to do this, who has a very defined vision. But as you can look back now, at times you weren't ready for that vision at that point and you weren't ready for that vision at that point. So it, it has to be that, that gradual realisation, like realising that, 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 that the, the music isn't for that guy in the office who's, who's misrepresented and misunderstood. At yeah, the time, yeah. you probably felt, fuck that guy. I want to, as you said, throw rocks at that guy. But the realisation will then be potentially that, right, it was never for him. It doesn't matter who doesn't matter. who that guy is. It doesn't matter. It was never for him. It was for something that you then learned far later on in life. Yeah, you know. He sees like I mean, a skeptic said to me the other day. He went, you know, I mean, I can't even go to the fucking shop and get a fucking donut without. And I'm like, that's you signed up for this. Mm -hmm. This is what it's about. Yeah. So it's about creating a space to get a fuck out. Yeah. Go and go and go and go build a, build house a fucking an house in, in the middle in of fucking nowhere. You won't deal with that. And I think, you know, he's not he's not a spring chicken. But I'm just thinking that is where you need to be at. Yeah. You know, because we I do that because we're born on the same day, and he, he got he got a bit shocked by that. And I'm like, right. don't you, I, I know your next fucking move? It's the same. You're gonna be on tour. You get tired. You got a lot of fucking <laughs> hangers on. You're gonna get a lot of all that shit. You're gonna see expensive tours. Then you're gonna start looking tired. Then you're gonna fuck am I doing with this shit? And then you're going to be like, oh, and by that time you think, oh, shit, it's another nigga next year. Yeah. Get the fuck out, get a house, do it, and then come back into it, because you can't think like that. You've got yeah. to think, you know, driven by the street, driven me to go to New York. Yeah. To find better streets. Mm -hmm. Darker streets, but better in the sense of what I learned from them streets. To yeah. come back into the UK. How, how, how big a jump was that from the, oh, the, the Midlands, on, I guess, the Midlands? Come on, Stanton's fucking cake York? shop. Yeah. From Stanton's Cake Shop in the Midlands, before you had Greg's, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? To go into the, to the Bronx that was on fire, where I'm going to a guy's tenement yard, five floors up, that's got two Rockwilers, a metal door, and fucking two Mac-10s in fucking standing there with so when's that? Like, when New York was, when the Bronx was the Bronx. 84, fully. Yeah. and I'm sitting in there while a guy's cutting up fucking blow, 
Yeah. And I'm cutting in silver paper and I'm just gonna get I'm getting fucking smashed and wired. I'm looking at a fucking Futura piece in a park and sitting there smoking on a zoo thinking, What the fuck, man? Yeah. I'm never gonna die. I'm gonna live <laughs> yeah. forever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So big big you know, changes you, to you then return to then bring back like, change. I just think I think Jesus was just a geezer that had lots of insight from a chick. I think yeah. all the chicks we've ever had, we've tried to burn them all. Yeah. You know, all the, the witches, if she, if she drowns, she's not a witch. If she lives, kill her. You know, we've always, I think, having, you know, embracing the effeminate and looking at all of that stuff and, you know, how, how amazing the street was kind of university, but the street corner became, the hustle was the man, yeah. the game, the gear, get smashed, fuck it up, sell, sell. Even if you, listen, you can go on, you know, I'm going to donate some money to the fucking kid's school, but I'm going to go sell some rocks in this fucking kid here right up here. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the effeminates, the graffiti, the rapping, the spitting, the breakdancing. Yeah. The art. Has anyone seen Stance Elements? These fucking guys collating the best breakdancing shit in the fucking world. Right. Like, how the fuck are you defy gravity and yet you cannot get a stance in the Olympics? Are you buzzing? Are yeah. Are you nuts? Yeah. So... You know, I have a lot of I have a lot of access to grind in various aspects to, to do with what b-boyism, which should be a word in the dictionary. Yeah, yeah. B-boyism. Yeah. A word that creates the culture, the hood that we both have an engine underneath that we we're part of. Mm-hmm. Because. And what do you define it with? Do you go to the four elements? Do you? I go to the four elements of rap. Yeah, yeah, all of that. I also look at Sun Ra. Yeah. The elements of. You know, yeah, time. It didn't mean that, guys. It's spacecraft. Yeah. Hey, do you know I can get into a sampler and I can go back and forth in time of musical heritage? Do you know I can go find Dandridge and I can find a recording of, of Lead Belly and Cool G Rap and Apollo because I'm fly. Yeah. And I can go to the future in that sound and create the future because Detroit did that. They showed me, you know, Mad Mike, one of the most powerful things that my Mad Mike's ever said. Yeah. Was, Yo, man. I've done move three times. The natives keep coming. They keep moving. These natives keep coming. and moving us along with the capitalism and all that shit. And then the technology back then, that technology, man, they, they make that shit in Japan, right? All those countries in Germany and whatever, right? They put that shit in the hands of madmen. Like fucking nuclear weapons. I got more machines out of my streets of Detroit. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... When you think about what well, they were buying the broken machines yeah. and, and fucking with technology. Joyride that shit, man. Yeah. Fuck it up. What can they not do? I don't want mixed in key. You fucking buzzing off your nut. Yeah. If I want mixed in key, I'll go and listen to a choir in Trafalgar Square. Yeah. I want angst. I want black notes. I want something between the black notes and the blue notes. I love it. I love the... Th- oh, you think this is broken? This isn't broken. This isn't broken. To you, this is to broken. This is to broken. me, this is to just me, the starting point. Works. Yeah. And because of that... When you understand that technology, they should have been giving them niggas them fucking machines. Yeah. Because they know what to fucking do with it. And they made it when he goes, yo, man, that this one machine's out of fucking sync. This one's time clock's another signature. This one's clock's at another time. So that made Detroit fucking techno sound like funk. Yeah. And you bring to Germany to make it work exactly at the right time. We must make it work precisely. So it's about dehumanizing that shit. Yeah. You know, we're going back to the process of the album. I spent three days in Battery Studios recreating Captain Beefheart. Yeah. Recreating Can. We named some new ones. Mom died. Let's call it Maggie. Maggie 1, Maggie 2. Let's create some new breaks up in here. Yeah. Let's now get the percussion and the loose kit and the ambience and all of that shit working. And here's the thing that I really love. This is where my engine starts to get warm. 
But I'd done it all before in a little way. I'd worked with Mel Gaynor. I went to Trevor Murray's studio in Spain. You know, it was Bjork's drummer. And I went yeah. to his... And I recorded stuff and, you know, trying to trying to make him loop stuff up and, you know, putting white noise across the keyboard. So when he's playing... So when he's playing, when I cut the sample up and I put it through a mess of file, then the brakes will already have a thin layer of film on them. Okay, that'll work for me. Yeah. So... All that process, but then, of course, the drugs became so powerful. Some serious Peruvian flag was happening at that time. So yeah. Rick James and that motherfucker just came, became really strong for me. Yeah. So then, of course, with that difficult second half, it falls off. But the process was there. Because, you know, you and me, 48-minute you know, improv. Hang on a minute. Robin Smith played an hour long when he played You and Me. You right. and me will stay together. You and I like all that piano. Dun, 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 dun. That's like an hour-long improv, which I then cut up and made You and Me and Angel and all the chords for Timeless are within that. You just took the MIDI information. Swap the MIDI information around. What can we make use? Okay, what have we got here? Let's, this is okay. Let's get that. You're not supposed to put... Yes, I... For Shut up. I'm sparking what I want. I can make it work. So I'm just trying to bastardise. Yeah. Like shave the nozzle down. Because yeah. when, we, when we didn't have Montana... You get the white and you get the red and you shave the nozzle and you take the fucking pressure from the white, put them together like male and female, shake the cans so the pressure in the can will go into the lesser pressure of the can and it'll create pink. Yeah. Get those fat laces. You can order them online now. Oxford Street started sending shell toes. Hello. The barbarians from within. Culture of hip-hop. Yeah. The barbarians from within will raise their heads and raise the daisies. They'll come back like the monolith, you know, the fucking barbarians. They will control the art world as we know it. Joseph Reichert, 1972. Yeah. In Italy. So the beginning of bombing. The guy starts speaking, and that's the voice of the critic. And I see that the barbarians, we know, we, you know, you look at the way that Banksy replaced graffiti, replaced the letter form, replaced the Gainsborough picture in the mm -hmm. field. The field, the Gainsborough, the cow in the field. Let's remove the cow. Let's take the drummers from the back of a band and put them in the front of a band. Let's make the letter form the central characterization of today's society. Yeah. And in fact, it's even gone one further than that. Let's make it symbolism. Because the last time I checked, there was a rectangle box that was red with a white swoosh going through it. That was thick, then it became thin, then it's thick again. I wonder what that is. Because culture, we have to adapt... Because capitalism gives it to us. Yeah. It gives us, buy, 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 buy this now. Fucking buy it. Yeah. Now. And subconsciously, from the 30s, let's just put one frame inside this movie and let's make it uh, a can of Coca-Cola in the film. And they yeah. won't see it. Yeah. It's called subliminal advertising. Yeah. Now, that's been happening to us for fucking the last 20 years. Really hard, cool. Yeah. So you don't want a graffiti writer to, 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 to react to that? Yeah. You don't think that an artist will think, how can I hack that program on that billboard to make it say something else? Yeah. How can I fucking get this piece up? Because now it's Big Brother. Welcome, Banksy. Thank you, Banksy, for doing such a great job. Yeah. The elusive. The Zorro is back. It's, I, it's, you know, it's, it's, so I think that this whole aspect, for me, all leads back to, as Nina Simone says, I'm living in a fucking society of fear-mongering. Yeah. But if I'm free, I have no fear. Yeah. I'm free, man. Or kind of free. I live in Asia. 
I, I, I feel the sand on my feet. Yeah. My daughter goes to school with no shoes on. She climbs trees. She does a math lesson in a forest. Amazing. So it's a sense of freedom. Do you feel that freedom has opened you up um, in all your art, like you, oh. in, in, in your painting as well and everything else, to have that, that I don't know, in, in many ways to step out of the, the pressures and, st- and stresses? I mean, you've just, uh, today so- you've been in with the Mayor of London and mm. there's a lot of shit going on at the moment with elections, with attacks, with I everything. It's like it is. It's like I feel, I feel really blessed. Yeah tearfully blessed well I used to think I was going to die very early a lot yeah. there's a couple of times I could have gone I think I thought I'd but I feel that hopefully this old heart and the the weirdest thing is you know and I'll, I'll say this to you I was in Asia and the yoga's brought my heart rate down to 46 ppm right I'm the most fucking insane fast fucking shooting person I know how the fuck can that really happen I'm a million fucking miles an hour yeah. So the yoga's brought the, the heart rate down, and they've gone to me. Well, okay, this thing that keeps happening, and it's like, well, what is it? Well, okay, uh, my heart beats, and then I got another one, and it worried me for a while. Yeah. Kept happening a lot, like fifteen times a day. Weird shit. How can it be? I'm really quite healthy now. I go to you know a heart hospital in, in Thailand, and they've got ah. Uh, because the doctors has got in an EKG and there it is it happened right there and then <clears throat> big fucking Geiger counter shit like wow okay I just felt it and it went I'm like yeah. fuck and of course you think the usual stuff don't you, you know? yeah and the doctor says uh, abnormal abnormal <laughs> I'm like thanks for that that's really nice for you to say no shit <laughs> no shit Sherlock <laughs> and then uh, I go into the doctor the doctor says yo yo come and take a seat take a seat He's like, look, man, oh, whoa, 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 look, 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 you're not going to die. Let me just tell you this right now. You have what's called a P- PVC. Okay, well, you know, something vascular current or some shit. Yeah. It's basically in the lower chamber of the left heart. There's another heartbeat. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. It's just, I said, so he drew, he drew the chamber and he said, this heartbeat's coming, you know, across at any time he wants to. I said, so it's kind of like, a new heartbeat on a younger heart shooting a pulse across an older heart. He went, that's a great analogy. I went, I'll take that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, what are you doing? He said, well, we can put a catheter up your fucking left arm and burn the fucker out. And I'm like, mate, my heart's been burnt enough. Thank you very yeah. much. He said, some people just get used to it. You know, you've reached 50. Things will change. Your body will change. And uh, he said, manage your sleep. He says, well, you lean back in the chair and you went, oh, do you smoke? I went, mm. I do rituals, you know, American spirit in, the, in an evening. Do you drink? I went, well, probably every two months I do a vodka blowout to clean the pipes out. Yeah. <laughs> I went, well, it's all scratching his head. He said, well, are you using it? I went, no, I use it at all. He said, what about, he said, what about exercise? I said, well, I do yoga. How many? Five times a week. Oh, okay. He said, do you sleep? <laughs> four hours so he said here's a bag of sleeping sabbaths and I went no thank you I've done fucking more role hitting all than fucking rapists you know what I mean fuck yeah. all that no, no no respect to rapists at all but yeah, yeah, yeah. so edit that um, <laughs> you know I've just I've just done a lot of you know I've been doing like a litre of vodka there's a two year period where I was a litre of vodka yeah 
two roll hypnol and an eighth of gear. Yeah. Nightly. Yeah. Sometimes that went on. And I thought, yeah. fuck it, could have gone. So anyway. You don't need to add to that. Don't need to add. So he says, well, you know, we'll see what happens. And I'm going to get a second opinion, uh, but I, I'll take the spiritual explanation. Yeah. Because I do feel like I have a new heart. Yeah. I feel like I've rebirthed in a way that I never thought I could rebirth. Yeah. If it, it feels like, I mean, you said, I mean, we'll wrap things up now, but you said right at the start the, 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 the shock of opening Pandora's box and seeing the good and the bad and everything else that's in there. And it feels like, like that approach of an abnormality in the heart is going, right, well, there is good and there is bad. The 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 awareness and acceptance of that is key. If if we're just right, all all we need is the good and the bad has to go. That's never going to happen. If I mean addiction's a great example. Addiction, right? We need to get rid of that. Well, no. If you've got addiction in you, you might need to refocus it. Refocus, you might need yeah. to focus it on yoga. You might need to focus it on 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 creating. To think you can go from someone who has a propensity to addiction to not being someone with propensity to addiction is crazy. That's that's possibly yeah. an unreachable goal. So it's rather being aware of the positives and the negatives and, and, and using them for yourself, angling them, controlling them, taking them in well, your direction. And also I think I want to end it on this in a sense that Stephen Fry gave me this book once called Some. Mm-hmm. which I found was a beautiful book by David Eagleman yeah it's a thin book yeah Tales of the Afterlife remember this book it's yeah 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 book. you know what if and it's like, well, it's like Buddhism it's the stand up comedy almost yeah because Buddhism is what obviously me and my wife lean some it's much. SUM isn't it I've yeah, got SUM a, yeah, yeah. We, 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 t- we tend to lean towards Buddhism a lot because obviously we're in Thailand and everything you know and I kind of wrote about it text message of the universe the chapter's called in the book it's all things remembered it's out in October but you know Say we go to heaven, and there's a God. Your God, the one that you've been praying to for a while. You know, push your God if you like. Um, Muslim God with five heads, whatever it is. Right? Mm. And there's a candy floss chair. Beautiful candy floss chair. Lots of virgins, whatever you want. You can sit in the chair. It's infinitely, forever. You're going to want to get up. Yeah. And if you've sinned, and we're going to burn you. We're going to keep burning you. And we're going to keep burning. So you pass out and you come around. You're going to pass out and you come around. And you're going to burn in hell. And you're going to keep burning. Sooner or later, that ain't going to burn anymore, is it? No. Because I've become <laughs> resilient yeah. in this life. You can give me any hell, any heaven. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, the sound of that plane's real. You're real. Yeah. This is real. Now, I'm not an atheist, but this ain't going with me in this capacity. I'm all about right now. This is it. What we do today creates tomorrow. It's very, very simple. And the fact of the, the there's one thing I want to say. This with me and this school teacher. We're going to end it on this guy called James Geary. Geary, you know, synonymous with Boston. Yeah. Teaches my kid school. My kid's even got a slight Boston twang because of this motherfucker. You know that game. It's true. So anyway, we go and do we do qigong in the morning. In mm-hmm. the schoolyard, but we got to do sea cheer, we call it. We go in the sea first, and we talk philosophy. And what we've come up with, that's all this is, this energy. So this shift from one to the next. It's just basically, you know, a single se- a, a singular sequence of consecutive miracles set in infinite moments over billions of years. That's it. Yeah. That's all this is. Amazing. 
because that sums up science and the fact of the consequence, the, the sequence of it all. Mm-hmm. Consecutive miracles. Yeah. The eyebrows to stop water. Come on. This isn't a fucking, you know, Ikea just about got it right in this century, right? Yeah. The yeah. handle that puts it on the fridge. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the design of it all, if it's fuck all, maybe we are correct. You know, maybe Infinity was a child. Yeah. And in this conscious universe that is exploding around us, for good or bad, I don't mind being at the end of it. And it it, it kind of equally makes kind of quite literally anything possible just because well it's got this far and it shouldn't have it's it's been miracle after miracle to get here if you were in yeah if you were in infinity and you were just one thought particle and you went in two billion years there'll be objects floating around with exoskeletons on a planet called earth get the fuck out of here i want to fly around in space so the fact that was here why can't we with this electric electrical current that we have create the afterlife in some kind of positive charge. Yeah. Just one thing, if it's conscious enough. So I'm training my ninja shit right now. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, perfect. That's a beautiful note to end it on. Thank you very much for taking Thank your you. time, my man. God it's been an absolute you. pleasure. Thank you, Scroobs. God bless you, man. There you go. That was golden. That was an intense r- a ride, wasn't it, guys? I'm not. I'm not imagining that. Um, I finished that episode, and I felt like I'd gone t- t- ten rounds with Mike Tyson, um, but in a good way. It was amazing. He's a he's a force of nature. Is our Goldie? Um, wonderful chat. I went straight on after that, and I recorded a podcast with Doc Brown. That's not going to be out for a few weeks now because I've got a few different things. Lined up, but I want to tell you about next week's episode. Um, next week's episode is a really special one. I've got a guy on called, and originally I'll explain this. Originally, Doc Brown was going to be next week, and this other episode was going to be in a few weeks' time. But then I recorded it, and it it felt like such a strong and important and moving episode that I had to move it, it forward. So it's it's with a guy called Wayne Sharrocks, and Wayne is kind of a campaigner for the age of joining the army to be pushed up because he he first applied for the army at 15 years and nine months which was the minimum or which is the minimum and he feels you know it's done irreparable damage it's um, before anyone gets a a weird really please have a listen because it's not anti-soldiers, it's not anti-army, it's not anti-war even particularly. It's just him telling kind of honest stories. And his argument is, we're brought up to think of G.I. Joe and Action Man and and heroes. And that's fine, but that's not the full story. And it, he feels everyone entering into that should know the full story before they... They go in, as with any job. Um, So, yeah, I hope you'll tune in for that one. It's a bit of a special one. Then the week after that, I've got the Destiny special, which I know a lot of you have been been waiting for. I've had a lot of tweets about. I got to go to the the gameplay premiere of of Destiny. Uh, It was fantastic. So, yeah, 
that's coming the week after that, and then we're going to have a drunk cast because we've not had one in a while, and then there's a load, a load more to come. Doc Brown, Laura Dockrill, Alice Lowe. There's a lot of people to come, so more to come on the podcast. But for now, I'll wrap that up. That was Goldie. I hope you enjoyed it. I've been Scroobius Pip, and I'm out.